for me, the thing that really blows my mind is when I know the statistics and then I see individuals who represent that and I can see kids are dying of malaria, kids are dying of rotavirus and think, wow, this is happening. That's what grabs You know me. this man. He is Bill Gates, energy. the co-founder of Microsoft, one of the richest people in the world. But did you catch the disease he mentioned? Listen again. Kids are dying of malaria, kids are dying of rotavirus. Okay, the first one is malaria. I've heard of that disease. Mosquitoes, bed nets. But what about the other one? Gates says it so fast, it's actually hard to hear. Kids are dying of rotavirus. Rotavirus. Chances are, you have never even heard of this disease. In 1996, neither had Bill Gates. Then he read a story in the New York Times about how rotavirus is killing anywhere from half a million to a million children every year. That moment, sitting in front of his newspaper, it was a turning point for Bill Gates. It's the moment that would make him one of the most influential figures in the history of global health. It's always tough when you go in and you realize how bad the situation is. You know, the statistic I saw first was that a half million kids a year die of rotavirus. And I said, but that's funny, I've never heard of rotavirus. Uh, somebody must, must be working on that. It turns out someone was working on it. And Gates wanted to help them out. Just a few months ago, a new rotavirus vaccine came onto the market. It's called Rotavac. And today, we're going to tell you the complicated, fascinating story of how it happened. From GeekWire.com in Seattle, I'm Claire McGrain. Welcome to Health Tech, where we tell you the stories behind cutting-edge health innovation. Today, we'll travel from a hospital in New Delhi to the Gates Foundation headquarters in Seattle, to a valley outside Hyderabad filled with deadly snakes, all in an effort to save half a million lives every year. So buckle up and stay with us. Support for Health Tech comes from Seattle Children's, whose pioneering research institute is not only changing medicine, but creating life-saving therapies for pediatric diseases such as cancer, type 1 diabetes, sickle cell anemia, and many more. Seattle Children's. Hope. Care. Cure. The story of Rotavac starts in India, and that isn't a huge surprise, because India is home to more rotavirus deaths than anywhere else in the world. It is a big public health problem. Do you have any personal experience with, with rotavirus, anyone that you know who has gotten sick? Oh, I've seen so many people. That's Dr. Krishna Ella. He is one of the key people behind Rotavac, this new vaccine. He talked with me over Skype from his home near Hyderabad, and his response really drives home just how common and deadly rotavirus is in India. I've heard a story of a mother telling me I lost my baby because three o'clock uh, my baby got the diarrhea and I went to primary health center. The doctor, he comes and gives, puts a signature in the hospital, left early. And three o'clock nobody was there and the baby died by 11, 11.30 in the night. Back in 1996, when Bill Gates read that New York Times article, we already knew how to treat rotavirus. In fact, children in developed countries get rotavirus all the time. And they're fine. They get treatment, and they recover quickly. The problem is just how quickly rotavirus works. It infects a child's digestive system. And the biggest problem is diarrhea. Just like the baby in Dr. Ellis' story, the diarrhea can dehydrate a child to the point of death in just a few hours. 
If you live in a small, rural village in India, chances are you cannot get to a doctor in time. And even if you could, you probably can't afford thousands of dollars in medical bills. That's why a vaccine for rotavirus is so important. It would stop children from getting sick in the first place, solving all of these other problems. And in the 1980s, the search for a vaccine was on. Rotavirus had just been discovered about 10 years earlier, and scientists all over the world were looking at this disease, looking for a way to make a vaccine for it. Then, in steps Dr. Raj Ban. At the time, Dr. Ban was a scientist at the All India Institute of Medical Sciences, or AIMS, in New Delhi, and he noticed something strange. Some babies came into the hospital with rotavirus, but they didn't get diarrhea. That's the thing that makes rotavirus deadly. And they started to look at it a little bit more in detail. That's Duncan Steele. He's been studying rotavirus for more than three decades, and he was involved in almost every step of rotavac's development. At the time Dr. Bond made his discovery, Duncan was studying rotavirus in his home country, South Africa. He now works in vaccine development at the Gates Foundation. He told me how Dr. Bond and his colleagues discovered a new strain of rotavirus in their hospital. They called it 116E. They noticed very soon that kids that had 116E in the Ames hospital were basically asymptomatic. They had very mild disease, if any at all. And then in following them up, they saw that they were actually protected once they went home and did not become ill with rotavirus infection. In other words, this strain was acting kind of like a natural vaccine. Because of random genetic mutations, it didn't make kids very sick, and it prevented them from getting sick in the future. Dr. Bond realized that this strain could be used to create a vaccine. So he got in touch with two of the best virologists in the world. They happened to be working at the National Institutes of Health in the U.S. He sent the strain over to them, and they were able to modify it so it could be grown in a lab, the essential step to making it a viable vaccine candidate. And then they hit an interesting snag. Just a few years before 116E was discovered, the NIH and India's Department of Biotechnology signed this new agreement. Basically, they agreed that drugs or other medical advances that came out of research in India should be brought back to India for development instead of being sent off to a multinational company somewhere. So there was an open door for an Indian company to turn Dr. Bond's discovery into a vaccine. But there were no companies in position ready to do that. And this is where Dr. Ella comes in. Dr. Krishna Ella. You heard him describing rotavirus earlier. Now, Dr. Ella wasn't an expert in vaccines, but he was very excited about this project. When he heard about this Indian strain that was going to potentially be developed by an Indian manufacturer, he stepped forward and said, we want to do this. Dr. Ella will freely admit he had never developed a vaccine before. This was, you know, he was really, it was a very courageous step, I think. I want to underline this. Dr. Ella had zero background in vaccines or in rotavirus, but he still wanted to take this on. In fact, he had just founded a company called Bharat Biotech to develop a hepatitis B vaccine. Dr. Ella told me he has two convictions that made him take up the cause of rotavac. One was... 200,000 children die in India, which political parties are not giving a looking at it. The second is there is no innovation has been done in India. 
that made me to get into this project. Dr. Ella had just earned his PhD in biochemistry at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. But he packed up, went back to Hyderabad, and started to build Bharat Biotech from scratch, literally from the ground up. Everything physically, we start from zero, from the ground. And we were located in a snake valley, a lot of snakes. Dr. Ella is not kidding here. The place he built Bharat's headquarters was notorious for poisonous snakes. King Cobra and green snakes, two snakes. A lot of snakes will be crawling around. Today, this area is no longer known as Snake Valley. It's actually called Genome Valley. It's the center of a big project by the Indian government to make India a hub for biotech development. Dr. Ella and Bharat Biotech formally founded the valley in 1999, and now it's home to labs and offices of some of the biggest biotech companies in the world, like Merck and Roche, Johnson & Johnson, even Monsanto. My neighbor is Novartis. My other neighbor is GSK. Uh, everybody is there. Comparatively, it did not take very long to go from a valley filled with snakes to a life-saving vaccine. But it was far from an easy road. Dr. Ella and Bharat did not have the kind of investment and resources that his new neighbors had. He would have to get creative. More on that after the break. GeekWire's Health Tech Podcast is sponsored by Seattle Children's Research Institute. I'm speaking with Dr. Nick Vitanza, an assistant professor and doctor at Seattle Children's. He's looking for new ways to treat children with brain cancer. So why do you work at Seattle Children's? It's very easy to work in major research centers at major hospitals in major cities, and you don't talk to the lab next door for the fear of scooping each other or, you know, individual success. And here there's such a, we work as a team and our successes are shared. Because at the end of the day, our goal is not to cure, you know, every child just in our hospital or even every child just in Washington, but to have options for every child with these diseases in the world. And so this collaboration that you see lab to lab, door to door, person to person, here. I know how much time gets lost when you don't have that. I've seen it. And our, our careers are too short and progress is too slow to waste time with those things. Nick Vitanza is an assistant professor at Seattle Children's Research Institute. Learn more at seattlechildrens.org. Welcome back. It's 1999 and Bharat Biotech is just getting off the ground. It has a new headquarters in what will soon be Genome Valley, and it has the opportunity to save half a million children every year. But Bharat was far from the only company with big plans for a rotavirus vaccine. At the time it launched, its biggest competition was Rota Shield, a vaccine being developed by Wyeth. But things were about to be shaken up in the rotavirus world. Rota Shield was pretty far into its clinical trials. It was being tested in the U.S. and a few other countries when scientists realized it had a rare but deadly side effect. At the time, Duncan Steele, our resident rotavirus expert, he was working for the World Health Organization, starting a clinical trial of RotaShield in South Africa. Um, no one did die from the vaccine, but because of that, the U.S. Um, CDC said, we've got to stop using the vaccine here in the States. And then WHO said, well, then we can't test it in, in developing countries. The clinical trial that Duncan was working on was stopped. And in India, Bharat Biotech looked like it might be in a tough spot. And a lot of my peer colleagues in India, they questioned me, how can you develop this vaccine anymore? You should not develop it. You should back out. When U.S. multinational has pulled up the vaccine, there must be a safety problem. So you should not continue this project. 
So many regulatory people, many scientific policy makers, they were very, very skeptical. That was a major, you know, sort of setback for us in the beginning. But then, you know, the strong conviction, you know, say 200,000 children saved is important. Let's continue the project. Bharat Biotech did not stop. It kept working on its vaccine. And so did two other companies, Merck and Glasgow SmithKline, or GSK. And compared to these companies, Bharat is nothing. GSK and Merck are huge, established, multinational corporations. They have been around a long time, and they have very deep pockets. Bharat Biotech is basically a man with a dream. It's brand new, it's untested, and it has very few resources. Is it possible for me to borrow the money? And or there's no private equity also in this country to fund this sort of projects. There's nothing. And if I borrowed also, and I, I don't think if the product doesn't come in one year, you know, you will have to pay the interest and premium by principal. You can't pay that. Dr. Ella has his conviction. He wants to make innovation in India for the people of India. But he doesn't have the resources that competitors in developed countries do. This is where Bill Gates comes back into the picture. Remember, learning about rotavirus had a huge impact on him. It's actually cited as one of the reasons he founded the Gates Foundation and put his efforts into global health. Now the Gates Foundation stepped in and told Dr. Ella, we will fund you. We'll help you develop this vaccine. And this is a key point to remember. Rotavac did not happen overnight, and it also didn't happen just because of one company or one organization. Dr. Ella and Bharat Biotech are just one piece of the puzzle. It's almost mind-boggling how many people were involved in making the vaccine possible. Scientists and the National Institutes of Health, people on all levels of the Indian government, the World Health Organization, and importantly, PATH, a global health nonprofit based in Seattle. PATH basically coordinated the whole project. And when it comes to the money, the Gates Foundation was the driving factor in making Rotovac a reality. You see the conviction they have. Dr. Ella told me he met with Bill and Melinda Gates five or six times as the vaccine was being developed. He and Bill shared the same conviction, that burning need to save the lives of these children who fell sick every year. But he said he was actually struck by Melinda and her attention to his work. He said she would note things down in her diary as they were talking. And the next time he saw them, sometimes a few years later, Melinda would follow up on specific problems or new developments they had talked about last time. Noting down the diary, number one, and then following up next year on this issue, when she meets me, was asking the question. And that shows this strong commitment and conviction that they have. And that was uh, touching for me. And I mean, uh, there's so many projects, so many millions of projects for them. But then uh, Melinda Gates particularly remembers those things and reminding next meeting was phenomenal. All those years that Dr. Ella was meeting with the Gates, Rotovac was moving steadily towards the market. But it was still far from a sure success. It takes a long time to make a new vaccine, and something could go wrong at any step in the process. Scientifically, vaccines are one of the most complicated treatments out there. And while this was all happening, GSK and Merck launched their own vaccines, called Rotarex and Rotatech. Dr. Ella and his collaborators waited for years to see if Rotovac would be as good as its competitors, or if it would work at all. They did trial after trial, first in labs, then in a few people, then, finally, the last step, 
a phase three clinical trial in almost 7,000 children. In 2014, they got the results of the trial, the data that would spell the fate of Rotovac. And when we looked at that and saw that it actually was giving good protection in these children and at least equivalent to what we saw with Rotorix and Rototech in developing country children, that was, that was mind-blowing. It was a success. Despite the odds, hundreds of people across the globe had made Rotovac a reality. Now it was just time to introduce it to the market. That job was down to Bharat Biotech and Dr. Ella. But Bill Gates also had some ideas about how to bring Rotovac to the public. In fact, years ago, Gates and Dr. Ella had confidentially agreed that they would do something pretty dramatic. They would price Rotovac at just $1 a dose. I met uh, Gates in uh, Netherlands, in Amsterdam, one of the meetings. Uh, Gates requested me, can you make uh, the document, legal document, what we have, can you make it public domain? So I, rec- I asked him, why, why do you want this public domain? He said, it will help us to bring the competition intensity and uh, other multinationals can also drop the price. It's a bit hard to hear what Dr. Ella said here. He's basically saying Gates wanted to announce this low price so that GSK and Merck, those huge multinational corporations, would drop the price of their own vaccines to stay competitive. And uh, so I said, okay, I had a discussion internally with my colleagues. All my colleagues said they should not make it public domain. If you make it, $1 means they think it is a cheap vaccine and not a good quality vaccine. They all criticized me. You should not do that. For context, $1 is a fraction of what other rotavirus vaccines cost. Rotorex and Rotatech were more like 3 to $5 a dose. And this is where the economics of public health come in. In India, like in many developing countries, the government and NGOs cover the cost of these vaccines. And in India alone, there are 25 million children at risk of rotavirus every year. That means the price adds up incredibly quickly. Dr. Alla said he didn't think the government of India could afford to vaccinate all these kids if they had to pay the prices being set by Merck and GSK. You know, what Gates is doing for the public health, global public health, is a phenomenal. I said I should be part of the small drop in his vision. I said, okay, I will make it public domain. I took a decision, I made a public domain. You won't believe it. The moment I made a public domain, Andrew Witte from GSK, they also dropped the price. GSK. So they brought it to $2.50. If you're offering the vaccine at a lower price, then you're going to be making less money, right? Yes. When Gates has given free money to us, almost touching $65 million, but he helped me to make an innovation to happen in India, is my gratitude to help him. Honestly, it's my gratitude to help the global public health. And second is, I, I want to be a part of his vision to reach more children, to save more children. And, uh, you know, the money comes, but money can come later. Rotovac has now been used to vaccinate 12 million children. Next year, it will be part of the first countrywide vaccine initiative in India, which aims to vaccinate every single child in the country against rotavirus. If I can save 50% of the children, I'll be more than happy. That is a major success for my uh, life. Not even for company, not for Rota also. It's my lifetime. 
Rotavac and other vaccines are making a big difference in the fight against rotavirus. According to the World Health Organization, about 530,000 children died of rotavirus in 2000. By 2013, WHO estimates that number was cut in half to about 215,000 deaths. Obviously, the work is far from done. But with Dr. Ella and others on the case, more children are being saved from rotavirus every year. Thank you for listening to Health Tech. A special thanks goes to Allison Clifford from PATH for her help putting this episode together, and to Duncan Steele for sharing his expertise on rotavirus. Learn more about Rotavac at path.org. Many, many people helped make Rotavac a reality, and most of them did not make it into this episode. We'd like to name just a few of them, including Roger Glass and Al Kapikian, who worked on 116E at the National Institutes of Health, John Buslego from PATH, who coordinated a lot of Rotavac's development, and Ruth Bishop, who discovered rotavirus in 1973. The audio of Bill Gates you heard at the beginning of the episode comes from his interview with Charlie Rose in 2006. Health Tech is produced and written by me, Claire McGrain, with editing and story help from Todd Bishop. If you want to give us feedback on the show, get in touch by emailing podcast at geekwire.com. Or we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts telling us what you think of the show. A big thanks to our Season 2 sponsor, Seattle Children's Research Institute. You can find out more about their work at seattlechildrens.org research. To see all of GeekWire's coverage of science, tech, and geek culture, go to geekwire.com and try signing up for our podcast newsletter to see other podcasts that we produce. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.